Hey everyone, this is a bonus Q&A episode. I try and uh, answer questions live every Thursday. Uh, You can sign up to come to my free live Q&A at schoolforthedogs.com slash Q and A and you will see the next one I'm doing. I then am trying to take recordings of those Q&As and post them here to the podcast feed. If you have a question, you can email me directly, Annie at School for the Dogs. You can also go to anchor.fm slash dogs and record your question there. Thanks for being here. So I am going to be answering some questions. I have at least one that's on my agenda. Oh, I have, uh, oh, hi, Lily. Hi, Yolanta. Um, But I think I'm probably going to keep this pretty short because I'm not feeling great. Um, But I I took... uh, an aspirin, and I had a drink. (laughs) And then, and I have another drink here that I'm sipping. So this isn't a drinking problem I have. It's a drinking solution. Lily, where are you joining from? Yolanta, as we know, is in the borough of Staten Island. Yolanta, I'm curious if you saw that movie. Um, oh, Yolanta, I'm curious if you, uh, last week we talked about you paying your neighbor to help you. I'm curious how that worked out. And I'm curious if you saw the movie of Staten Island. Uh, no, the movie of, um, the movie The King of Staten Island. Because um, I thought it was kind of like a sweet ode to Staten Island. But then I wondered how actual Staten Island people, people felt. Oh, Lily is in Kipps Bay. Well, then... We are neighbors. Um, Okay, Lily, since you're here and uh, you've already asked me a question, let's start with you. Sorry, people trying to join. Uh, So Lily asked, my puppy is six months and hasn't learned how to pee with his leg standing up. Will he ever learn? (laughs) Uh, Great question. I don't know. Some dogs uh, are always going to prefer peeing in a, in a squat. My dog sometimes squats, sometimes lifts his leg. Some female dogs prefer lifting their leg to squatting. Um, I think there will probably be a day where all of a sudden out of nowhere he'll lift his leg and you'll feel very proud, but I wouldn't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think that... Uh, I think that one of the reasons, and I, I don't think I'm making this up. I think there's, uh, I think I've read about this, but I think one of the reasons we think dogs lift their leg is so that they appear bigger. Isn't that interesting? Like, you know, one reason probably why little dogs have like big, ferocious barks is because they want dogs that are far away to think they're bigger than they are. And uh, one way to make dogs who might never meet you 
think that you're more ferocious and should be uh, treated with respect uh, is if they smell you and uh, they smell your pee way up there. I should also apologize. My husband is also on a call right now for work. He is uh, uh, helping college kids get into into helping wealthy get kids get into expensive colleges in the other room. Um, so if you hear that in the background, apologies. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't worry uh, if he isn't lifting his leg, but I'm curious if maybe he will. I don't remember when my dog started lifting his leg, but six, seven, eight months, it sounds like it might be happening. Um, and then we have a question here that came in from Mary Jane. Uh, who is in Concepcion, Chile. She has a dog named Kenny, a mixed breed, about 30 pounds. And Mary Jane says, I am having trouble teaching my dog to wear a harness and collar. I put a plate with bits of chicken to lure her as soon as she puts her head through it and the harness rests on her neck but then she backs off. She is very touch sensitive. We've been four months together uh, and just a month ago, she allowed me to pet and touch her across her body. She neither likes it when my hand rests on that spot of her neck. So, you know, my, uh, you know, I like dog training solutions that are as easy as possible. And my, my first suggestion here to solve this problem is to keep her harness and collar on so that you're not having to worry about taking it. You're not having to worry about taking it on and off. And also if it's on her, she's going to become more accustomed to it. Um, <clears throat> uh, or at least at least keep one of those things on if you're talking about both a harness and a collar. But, you know, um, we, we like to teach dogs to do a touch, like whether they're touching a hand or like a target stick. And often we use that to lure the dog through something like a, um, a harness. Now, uh, you know, it sounds like she's, like you're saying, she's quite touch sensitive. Uh, you could start with something harness-like or sort of like some sort of loop that she has to put her head through. It could be the harness itself, but you just want her feeling really psyched about putting her head through that loop, even if there's not chicken on the other side. Like that's one nice thing I think about teaching um, targeting uh, is that you're teaching a dog to do this action that is going to result in a reward, but you're not, it's not just like there's food, there's food, I'm following the food, I'm following the food. Um, luring, I think, uh, can cause dogs to do less active thinking. It's less of a choice and it's more just like there's food in front of my face, I better just go towards it. Um, separating the food from the um, from the the challenge is a way to give your dog um, a little bit more a little bit more choice, a little bit more agency. So I suggest um, you know taking a step back, keep keep the stuff on her so you're not having to worry about getting it on and off, and so that she can get used to it, or at the very least put it put it on her before you're going to feed her a meal or before she's going to do something enjoyable so she can associate wearing it with like good food, good experience, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
and then work at teaching her to put her head through something, whether that's a harness or just a loop of fabric um, or whatever, by having her target your hand or some kind of kind of target stick. Um, you know, you could just use like a, a back scratcher or a pencil even. And then, um, you know, you're going to click or say the word yes or whatever when she touches that thing and then give her the treat. So it becomes more of a behavior that you're actively teaching her rather than an action that you're just luring, luring her to, um, to do. Uh, Mary Jane, I don't, I don't know if Mary Jane is in here. I like the name Mary Jane. My name is Anna Jane, so I'm partial to double barrel names with Jane. Uh, <clears throat> Rhonda, my dear, dear good friend, uh, is here. Rhonda, do you wanna um, do you wanna come on and chat about this? Press the speak button. Uh, Rhonda has a new puppy named Bowie, who I was lucky enough to meet last weekend. Bowie is a red teddy poodle, about nine months old and what, like nine pounds or something like that, tiny, tiny. And um, Rhonda says that Bowie has been peeing and pooping in the house all day because of the rain. Um, <clears throat> and Rhonda, letting Rhonda in. Yeah, Bowie is so sweet. I, I have a soft spot for all poodle dogs. Amos, you want to say hi to everybody? Yeah. Oh, hi, Rhonda. Let's see. Hi. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, my... Amos isn't feeling well, but he's in my... We're both not feeling well. Say hi, buddy. Oh, no. Say hi. Why won't it open? Hi. Um... I'm going to share my I screen. Know. I can hear you, but I don't. Um, yeah, I'm going to see you. Hold on. Mm -hmm. No, no. Wait, we'll not be able to record the contest. I don't want to do that. Um, Just, I, I can hear you. Anyway, you can hear me. Okay. So, um, uh, anyway, uh, sorry, let me get out of this thing. Um, so, Bowie is, as you said, he's nine weeks old, and he's super cute. Nine weeks. Yeah, right? Nine weeks? Almost 10 weeks? Um, I have him here, so I was hoping to show you, but I can't. But, okay, so he's been, like, really good about going to the potty, like, for the most part. Like, we probably have one accident a day, but he's been really good at night. We wake him up. He wakes up once a night. We take him out, and we take him outside. We live in a house. We're in the suburbs. And, um, you know, we sometimes have a little miss, but he's been good, but we take him out a lot. Like, we've got, because I've got two kids, so he's probably out all the time. And, um, oh, here I am. Hi. Hi. Let's Here's see Bowie. Oh. Hey, Bowie. So he's, but so today, so it's been raining all week and he's been good outside in the rain. Like the first day, like it was kind of raining. He kind of got nervous about the water, but then he was kind of just drinking it. He thought it was really fun to just lick the water. Um, but then today is really cold and hard rain. And he just is, was freaked out. Wouldn't go out. We just go right back to the door. So then we kind of got him treats and we would try to, you know, praise him with treats. And then we got him under the, the table in the backyard and we would give him treats and then he would sort of wander around the table. And then he got a little confident where he was kind of exploring a little bit, but he just won't go. And so he's had like, a count like just like 12 accidents today. And then he just moved to the house and he was very upset. 
And then, so I don't really want to use a weenie pad because one, I have to train him to go on the weenie pad because he's never used it. And then we've been good. So my son suggested that we move the back deck table to the door, the side door. So it's just right outside the door. So then he can go under the table and then he can just be under the table. So that was his, we just, he's, and my husband suggested that we have him go in the garage, but that's kind of far away. He has to walk through the rain across the backyard and it's really cold and raw. Um, so, but we had like basically went through, I, I can't even count how many times he peed, like full bladder, just like everything. Um, so, Okay, so I I am on the oh holy, oh you could pee all over me, whatever you want, man. <laughs> I bet you have the cutest poops. They're very little. They're very little. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Aww. Um, oh, um, I I so I think Theo's idea is a totally good one. Okay. Uh, bring that over in the doorway with him. So even like, even if he's not peeing and pooping, cause like, you got to remember, like he's only been with you for like 10 days and right. every, every day is full of incredibly new and potentially scary things. So for a nine week old puppy to be peeing and pooping a little bit inside, cause he's scared to go out in the rain to me is totally normal because I mean, just going outside at all without like his mom and other puppies being around is relatively new. And, you know, right. being, being in your house is relatively new. And the sounds of being near a street are relatively new. I mean, like there's so much that's new to this little guy that um, I would just um, like give him a break. Now, that does not mean let him pee and poop all over your house. But I think it's, you know, one reason why... Uh, we tend to recommend using crates is because when a dog is in a crate, he's not also going to be peeing and pooping all over the place. Right. If you're using a crate, you can have him, you know, in a bag on you, like carry him in a bag around the house or. Right. And we did create him a lot. Right. We've but been creating like, a lot today. Um, and that's than normal. And, right. And then when you take him out of the crate or you take him out of the bag, then you have an opportunity right away to let him go where you want him to go. And I don't think, it's a bad idea to teach him. Sometimes you go on a wee wee pad when there's a wee wee pad down, especially okay. because he's a small dog and you're very likely going to want to travel with him. Okay. Um, and you might end up on a plane ride where you need to, you know, put a wee wee pad down in the airport or put it in the, you know, airplane Bathroom. So how do we you might train? find that you're staying, you know, you're staying in a high rise building at a friend's house and it's a, you know, pain to get outside, you know, and you're just going to teach him to go on a wee wee pad the same way that you're teaching him to go outside by putting him there when you're pretty sure he has to go. And that's why it's so important to be putting him in a crate and carrying him and doing all these things where you're not really giving him an opportunity to go so that, okay. you know, you're kind of like, sure. Like, I think this is a bathroom moment. And then, you know, put it like, put it like in a corner somewhere where you can kind of corner him into that spot at those moments when you think he needs to go. And then the, the pee pee pad or wee wee pad or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, you can just use newspaper. You don't have to use okay. That. one of the one of the uses still for newspaper okay <laughs> modern modern media has not replaced 
the need for so, yeah because weirdly is he doesn't like the Wii Wii pad like we have one in the car that we had you know when we first got him and then he gets really stressed like on it and then once we put him in the we put a we put the way we we pad once in his crate one of his first nights because we were just like i don't know not worried and he refused to go in the crate until we took it out like he wouldn't step on it like he's kind of i don't know what it is right like again he, i don't worry i mean i wouldn't put so it in just hole. one time thing. i would just like find some corner in your house where you can kind okay. of like use your bodies to roughly keep him in that general area or like arrange the furniture so that not alone, like you should basically be there with him, not on the wee wee pad, but I'm picturing, you know, like you have it in a corner and then there's like okay. maybe like two, two feet perimeter on two sides and you're standing there kind of just hanging out with him. But the point is like, yeah, sorry. It's, he, he, he should, he should have to go in the moments when you're putting him Okay, so like sort of on the times like when we take him outside to go to the bathroom, we put him in, do the same thing. Like, so put him by the wee-wee pad instead. And then, it, and then we can put him Or you could try putting him under that table that's right outside. You know, you said he's okay under the table and, you know, Theo had that bright idea and I think it's a good one. You could also like, like I said, drape the table with something so that like the outside world is a little bit less scary. Okay. And, um, you know, what you could also do... Um, and I've known people who do this is teach him to pee and poop in the, in the bathtub. Um, so put him in the bathtub instead of putting him in the, um, in, especially cause you guys have more than one bathroom. <laughs> I know. The glories uh, of the suburbs. The glories of the suburbs, you know, teach him, um, or you could even put the wee wee pad in the bathtub and that might be a way to kind of like contain him a little bit or put oh. it in the shower. Like if you have like a stand up. Okay. Shower. So put him in the bathroom and then he can go there. Instead yeah. Of us but having dogs to tend to like to go on like, Soft absorbent stuff, soft right? You, know, you can also buy like fabric wee wee pads. Actually, I don't know why those aren't more popular. It seems like a really good idea to me fabric wee wee pads because you can reuse them and instead of the disposable ones, yeah. which are yeah. plastic into the atmosphere. No, that's a good idea. Okay, so we could try that, and then yeah, with the outside one, um, you could also, I guess, try putting like a piece shoes. of fabric over the well, you know, also if you have the table over the area right outside your door it's going to get less wet there right and david's, right. Idea, david's idea that you could walk them to the garage is also not a bad idea but i mean just logistically logistically it's a pain it's right like, it's and you, not could, really you could carry him there but you know you might as well use it as an opportunity to teach him to do some things that like actually could be useful in the future whereas okay. like he's not going to learn to go out to the garage by himself. I mean, you so don't have we, a fenced-in yard, right? Not yet. No. no so, like, I, teaching him to go in the garage isn't really going to... No, once it's there. fenced in, he'll never go, he'll never be near it. But, like, oh, the other thing is, so with the wee-wee pad, and I'm sorry taking up everybody's time, but with the wee-wee <laughs> pad, um, is, are we training him then to pee in the house? Look, I mean, I we usually don't suggest people use wee-wee pads as much as, you know, you might, because, yeah, like, why confuse a dog? Teach if they have the opportunity to go in and out, then why would they choose to go out? Um, just focus on going outside. I think you should focus on having him go outside, but that doesn't mean there can't also be an indoor option. Okay. You wouldn't leave the wee wee pad out. I think that's where people make the mistake. I see. You can go on the wee wee pad when it's out, but it's not gonna be out all the time, you know. Okay. If so you, then it's because then it becomes like a cue, like 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 with people. Like I can go to the bathroom when there's a bathroom, but there's not always a bathroom, 
right? Right. Because right now he thinks the whole house is his Lily pad. Right. So you might as well teach him like when it's really bad outside and you're scared to go outside or when whatever the situation is that you, dear puppy, don't understand. Right. Um, and you see this white and blue square on the ground, you can go. But yeah, I mean, like I was saying, part of the reason we don't teach dog, we don't want people to rely on that is because you don't want your dog to every time they see something that's, you know, you know, square and squishy on the ground, they're like, oh, I'm going to go pee on that. <laughs> so right. you know, that's why it's better to to put like more money in the bank account of like going outside is where where it's at. Okay. However, you know, dogs can learn to um, pee and poop in more than one place. place. Okay. So, just like us. Just like us. So we could do like the wee-wee pad maybe by the door, like the same spot where he goes to go outside. We could put the wee-wee pad there. Would that there? be good? Yeah. Again, I just wouldn't leave it out. I would put it okay. out, put it out, corner him, in, cor- put it in some sort of cornered area, put him down there when you're pretty sure he has to go. When he does go, throw a party, bacon, right. turkey, you know, pets and snuggles, all of it, just like you should also do outside. Right. Um, <clears throat> you can use your cue word if you want to use like a potty word. Um, you know, go po- say go potty as he's starting to go or whatever one time. But, you know, again, the 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 object itself is the cue. Oh, that object is down. Good things happen when I pee on that object. So if I see that object, maybe I'll go pee on it. I think it's more cookie. I think if you're starting at this age, also like nine weeks old, like you're going to have some accidents. He doesn't have like, you know, full grown up bladder control yet. He's still right. And we've been having like like one a day, which, you know, and it would be like somebody big, I'd be like, Oh, it looks like he's about to pee. And then then somebody would not. Does he tend to go on like rugs or anything in particular? No, he's well, he went on the downstairs in the basement. We pulled up all the rugs in the basement. So mostly we keep him in the basement and the kitchen, which are both all linoleum and vinyl. So there's no rugs. And so we don't let him into, he got, he's gone once in Theo's room, which has a rug. And now he, he's can't go in Theo's room anymore unless he's like carried. Um, so we keep him out of all the rooms that have like, well, I think, I think all of that's really smart. And I think what you should do is, you know, just not let him like, you know, if, if you think there is pee or poop, use, use that house training log. Like if you think he has pee and poop inside of him, he should not be roaming around like free. He should, right. you should bring him outside under that table. And if it, that's too much for him, then take him right away and put him on the, uh, on the wee wee pad. Do okay. not put him on the wee wee pad though. And then take him outside because if he's gone on the wee wee pad, we want that behavior to be like thoroughly reinforced. And if he has any fear at all about going outside, you don't want the going outside to follow, you know, him doing the good thing of peeing and pooping. Um, but, uh, in conjunction with putting down the wee-wee pad, I would suggest like just spending some time with him, like with the door open while it's raining, sort of ha- like with the kids, like hanging out with him mm. near the open door, just so he can become accustomed to that, you know, feed him his dinner one piece at a time, you know, it's like sitting on the, on the stoop or, you know, on, under the awning on your stoop kind of thing. Okay. All right. We'll try to, although none of us really want to be out there either. But. Well, it doesn't have to be outside. I just mean like somewhere where at least he's like. We can hear it. Yeah. I mean, you could, if you wanted to, you know, use a clicker, you could like click every time he even looks outside and then give the treat. Okay. Um, but, you know, but that's right. You know, if we start with criteria zero, like you can just start with, you know, rewarding him for, for just being 
even near near the outside. Okay. Anyway, Thank he's you. so cute. I was so happy to meet him. So glad he came to playtime. Did you say another one yet? I, I think we should. Well, we're definitely, we have the next week, the kids have like the last two Thursday, Friday off. So we might come out for um, a couple times, but we were thinking maybe Sunday because the weather's supposed to be okay. But let me okay. check. We haven't yet, but okay, he does well, need a party. He's lonely. Yeah. He, yeah, he goes yeah, banana when he sees other dogs. And touch base with Leo's people. They're in Jersey. And, okay. Um, and uh, I, I, uh, if you want to come into town on a day that we don't have a playtime, um, as a as a VIP in my life, I will see if we can arrange a custom puppy playtime for he's you. Like he's like a little celebrity doggy. He is <laughs> oh, he's so cute. He's so was. like bittersweet being with him because he's a puppy, and Amos was an old man. I know. So I know. But Amos doesn't pee and poop all over your house, so. Well, There's upsides. He has other, he has <laughs> other issues. Old man issues. <laughs> All right, love you. I love um, you. Thank you so much. You. Okay. Um, send me some Bowie pictures. Let me know how this goes, and I'm going to answer one last question here. Okay. And I'll let you know. Okay. All right, one last question. Uh, oh wait, two questions. Lily, another one from Lily, who says, how do you mentally stimulate your dog when it's raining and they don't want to go outside? <laughs> they just seem sad. Oh, I mean, that's a short question with, uh, you know, a possibly very long answer. Um, but my short answer that I'm going to give uh, while I'm drinking. <laughs> drinking and dog training. Take nothing I say seriously. Um uh, although I always say like so much of dog training, I think makes so much sense and is fun. And like, you should be able to do a lot of it while you're drinking, but a lot of it should not be done while you're drinking also. Um, uh, how do you stimulate your dog? Oh my God. There's so many ways that you could stimulate your dog. Lily, I mean, one reason I love teaching tricks is because it's stuff that you can do on a rainy day and do in your apartment, you know, since in New York City, most of our clients live in like small spaces with their dogs. We like to figure out, you know, exercises we can come up with for our clients so that they can do fun things with like the six pack of beer they have in the fridge. I mean, not drinking it, but like making obstacle courses out of it or, you know, with like rolls of uh, paper towel, broomsticks, folding chairs, um, you know, got to, you know, figure out how you can basically make an obstacle course in your house. Um, that's kind of like what our bar core class is. Um, you know, of course, also puzzle toys. I'm a big fan of, of all the different ways we can challenge our dogs during meal mealtimes. Um, uh, you can certainly make your own puzzle toys. You know, the simplest is... Uh, like getting a muffin tin and turning it upside down and sprinkling some treats on it. Um, uh, of course, you're welcome to come our, come to our store or storefortheDogs.com where we have tons of different kinds of puzzle toys. Oh, and actually, um, I just put up a blog post, um, schoolforthedogs.com slash blog on how to make your own flirt pole which you can make with things that you can get at the hardware store or that you might already have at home. And flirt poles are basically just really big cat toys for dogs that you can wield around and um, they can uh, chase after them. Um, so that's a really great way to exercise your dog and to practice drop it and to practice sit. There's lots of fun ways that you can use it, uh, that you can use to um, 
that you can use to uh, train and I'm sorry to exercise a dog inside. Um, Last question. The other day from Yolanta, the other day was extremely stressful for me. I tried controlling my emotions while we went out for an evening walk, but Cody reacted to a dog walking on the other side of the street quite strongly. He's come a long way in his behavior training, but either I was distracted or didn't redirect him in time, or I really didn't think he would react to this dog from such a distance. I don't know if there's a way to hide. And I am going to say, um, I do have thoughts, but I think I got to go because the grandparents just returned the daughter. Um, but I'm gonna answer this question next week and I'm actually gonna have somebody on staff who has a reactive dog um, respond to this with some suggestions because I think what you're experiencing is totally normal. And um, I think someone else other than me on staff will have a better answer. So I am copying and pasting your question to my staff to answer later. Thank you everyone for being here. Appreciate it. I'm coming guys. <laughs> Bye. We are currently in the process of building out an invitation only app where School for the Dogs fans can connect with like-minded pet owners. The app will feature free resources, deals, and access to our trainers. If you'd like to join, please visit schoolforthedogs.com slash podcast community or text your email address to 917-414-2625.